No Block, No Rock episode 18, the Brooke Berenger slash Peyton Manning episode. Yeah, Peyton Manning. I wish he would be on the episode, but we aren't that big yet. But if anybody knows Peyton that is listening, let them know that uh, we would love to do an interview with him. Of course. <laughs> I mean, how could you ever not? That Tennessee Peyton Manning, my favorite version of Peyton Manning, just saying. Oh, mine was uh, the NFL Hall of Famer one. But anyway, anyways, let's move on. So we to- did – no, let's talk a little bit about the – the drawing. Okay, yeah. So, No Block, No Rock did do a drawing, and we're going to do that at the end of this episode on who is going to win. We are going to do two winners yes, we are. for the No Block, No Rock hat. This was if you retweeted and liked our tweets, mm-hmm. and then you could also get bonus points if you followed us and liked it on uh, Instagram. And the only way you're going to find out these winners is at the end of this episode. At the end of episode 18, so listen up. So stick around. But let's jump into uh, Javi's Tacos really quick. That's you. That's my thing. That's my <laughs> plug. Javi's Tacos is our sponsor. This week I want to tell you about, since we are past Memorial Day, I want to tell you about the military discount at Javi's Tacos. If you are a veteran, you can go in there and get 10% off any day of the week. So thank you for your service. Javi's, thanks you for your service. And if you haven't been to Javi's, you'll give it a try. Terrell Newby might be making a stop in there then. Yeah, he should. Shoot, he did 10% off. Yes, sir. He might get more off if he says that he knows us, right? Mm. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) All right, so just like a quick rundown of what we'll talk about, we'll just touch on the Ireland trip that Nebraska is going to be making. We're going to talk about Jacques Yant. Hey, Herschel Walker! No longer. Hey, hey, don't don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, we're going to touch on baseball later. Dead period and is the today. Dead period, the dead period, we'll talk about kind of, um, it's ending. It ended today. It ended today. Yes, June okay. 1st. So we'll talk about the impact that that might have. But to start, Ireland, going to Ireland. Ireland, your roots, Jared. I, I'm not going. <laughs> I wish I wish I could go. But. You can. for uh, just The cheapest package is about $2,600 a person before <sighs> your flights. So if you want to go see the Huskers, maybe beat Northwestern. We'll see. It's a coin flip every year. But if you want to go, you know, fill that stadium with red jerseys, uh, the tickets are as low as $2,600. And you get to see all (laughs) kinds of stuff in Ireland and different countries in Europe. So they they need to sell those packages. Yeah. We need, you know, we just didn't make any money, right? (laughs) Honestly. Yeah, exactly. All right. But they're going to be playing Northwestern. Like, it's not a surprise because Northwestern would not really have m- much qualms with giving up their home game. No, they don't care because <laughs> like, <laughs> when they play Nebraska, the stadium's completely red. Yeah, like Nebraska would never in their in their wildest dreams give up a home game. But a team like Northwestern's kind of like, eh. Well, and All right. Bill Moose <laughs> did say uh, in his interview this week or last week, he was saying that when he talked about the Ireland game, he said, well – you know, we expect that to be essentially like another home game for Nebraska, just like it is when we're in we're in Evanston. So, it's a it's a big game for Nebraska. It's 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 going to be on a national stage, week zero, just like it was supposed to be this year. So, I, I think that's a uh, it's a good game. So, so that'll be back to back seasons where they're starting off with the conference opponent. Yeah. Right. So, got to come out swinging right yep. away. Absolutely. Uh, you know uh, if. If football is trying to expand into other places and countries, 
why exactly what are they bringing in all, two of the sloppiest teams to play football? Like, no, Northwestern's not sloppy. I, they're just boring. I guess they're boring. It's not like you're going to convert many Irish fans to American football. I mean, fair, but well, and on the, I mean, to your point, Eric. Yeah, like they're bringing in Nebraska because of the fan base. Like they're. Like, they're not going to go and bring in Iowa because they can't even fill their own stadium. Why the hell would you <laughs> send them to Ireland, you know? They're going to bring in a team that draws a crowd, yeah. fans that are dedicated and are going to travel, and that's us. But, yeah, we get to go to – our team gets to go to Ireland. Um, hopefully they'll keep their focus. And, uh, like I said, I mean, you got you got Illinois this year starting off, Northwestern next year, um, two Big Ten mainstays, and Burt Bielema and – Pat Fitzgerald, so you just got to be ready, and uh, I, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's all uh, you can do. At least you can guarantee that they'll probably have fun. Yeah, <laughs> fun. I think that's the most that you can kind of <laughs> predict. I think we're at the point now where the only way we're going to have fun is if we win freaking games. That's just me, but whatever. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. sh- it sure is a shame that Scott Frost isn't going to join his team in Ireland. Hey, kidding. relax. <laughs> Holy oh, yeah. shit. Kidding. That's K- kidding. Maybe not Bill <laughs> Moose. <laughs> well, <laughs> Bill Moose and not. He'll, re- he'll be forced to retire if, if we don't have a good year this year. So. <laughs> Bill Moose in Ireland is oh, not shit. a great idea. Look, guys. <laughs> Eric's. Been he's been away. Eric's been away, and so he he's got some shots firing. His his holster is just. Bulging, and he's got to get rid of these bullets. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move on to something that's maybe less triggering. <laughs> let's jump into Herschel Walk-On. Jeff and for yet. those of you who didn't listen to that episode, you need to go do that. Seriously. But but Herschel that, Walk-On, Jacquez Yant was officially put on scholarship today. Yeah. And honestly, from the stuff that we said in pre- previous episodes, I think it's awesome for him. Yeah. He is still going to retain that title as Herschel Walk-On. No I'm doubt. sorry. No doubt. Like, the rest of his career, as long as he's wearing Scarlet and Cream, he is Herschel Walk-On does. So, even, that's going to happen. Even after he wins the Heisman Trophy, it doesn't matter. He's still a Walk-On. And if he so. ever wants to use that in his brand, Herschel Walk-On, uh, he can tag hashtag NBNR. <laughs> we'll be good. <laughs> but, it really, honestly, it's a good thing to throw him on scholarship. If uh, Jared's assumptions that he doesn't think Steps gonna play this year, yeah, I still think that. By the way, so I'm still sticking with that. If if Yant's gonna have to step up for Step, uh, hold, on, hold on, Eric. I need to know your thoughts on Step. Is Step playing this year? Eric, it's, you, we, you have, you've been gone. We need to know. I haven't been following <laughs> the camp or whatever. Is his foot still bad? Yeah, he had to get surgery. On I don't him. even think he has a foot anymore. I mean, if he had surgery on it, then he probably isn't playing the opening game. Except he might play a few. Yeah, I'm just of I'm just of the opinion that am I? It's just gonna be a week to week thing where oh my foot hurts, oh my foot hurts again. But here, how about this? If we're like the the past three years and we're bad, no, he's not playing. If we're competing for a bowl game, sure, sure he'll play. Okay, okay, with that. All right, but yeah, it's it's a nice story for Yant. He's from Florida, we you know we talked about him plenty of times. It just kind of further reinforces the point that he must be working his ass off in practice. Yeah, I did predict like I know I said my step thing, and I'm I'm half joking, but I'm also really not. But 
I said that the coaches will need to use Yant in a smart way, as in avoiding pass protection when possible, short yardage situations. So I was I was predicting that he wouldn't really get that many carries, to be honest. But this might be kind of the turning point where I'm like, he must be a legitimate top three running back right now. So. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, if you're giving that guy a scholarship before they even start fall, all practice, you know, I think that's uh, that's saying something. It means that he he obviously raised some eyebrows throughout the spring, and this wasn't all just fluff. Yeah. So I hope that's true. Yeah. Um, but is he the? I think he's the only one that was announced. Yeah. So far, the dead period is now over. Yeah. So talk about the dead period. It is over as of today. We are recording on June first, and let's just talk about what that means for Nebraska. So guys are going to be coming in to do workouts, Yeah, right? private workouts. Private workouts. Yeah, I, so th- that's something different. I'm sure that stuff's been happening for a long time. Yeah. So that means that get local guys like Apple get from Lincoln, Lincoln Southeast, Southeast yep. is going to be coming in. Yep. Um, well, he already did his workout. Okay. So he did his workout, earned himself a scholar. So um, another weird thing, just on the topic of recruiting in a way, mm-hmm. is last night – the Bellevue West quarterback, who hasn't started a game for varsity football yet, got an offer from Florida State. Yeah. And I think to react, Nebraska just went and offered him a scholarship. I don't know if they've done any scouting on the kid. He's been to a bunch of camps, so I think he was turning some heads in some camps, but still has not started a game in varsity football in the state of Nebraska. Yeah, I feel like, you know, they saw Florida State come in and make that offer, and they're like, okay, we can't. Let them show us up. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of weird because, like, Cole Payton, for instance, that's going to North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. He was, like, the big name. Oh, you know, Scott should have offered him you know, instead of Harburg. He's going to regret it. Yeah, in which I think Harburg kind of put those to rest already. Yeah. And we'll see how Cole yeah. plays yeah. at North Dakota State. But, and how Harburg plays. And how Harburg, if he ever plays for Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. But it's one of those things. It's like if Scott didn't offer Cole Payton, who was – Probably the best quarterback in the state last year, but is offering yeah. a kid who didn't take a snap and with varsity football at Bellevue West. That's kind of weird. It is. So. It's, it's curious. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and try to defend it necessarily. I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing, but is it desperation? Is it trying to make sure that a Florida school doesn't come in and invade your territory? Yeah, that's probably it, to be honest, so. Yeah, and that's Daniel Kalen, by the way. I don't know if we threw out his name, but Dan- Daniel Kalen uh, out of Bellevue West, who started in JV last year, is now uh, on the books for 2024. You don't hear that very often, a JV player what getting is, a scholarship offer to a Division One school. What are they putting in the water up there at Bellevue West? It's just like player after player is going to play like high major somewhere. Uh, it's mm-hmm. lead and mercury. Oh, okay. <laughs> and hopefully they have filtration systems, but it doesn't sound like it. So, uh, so back to the dead period, though. We're going to have private workouts. This is the first time that recruits can actually be on campus. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the University of Nebraska, that is our selling point, getting kids on freaking campus. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're going to have a couple quarterbacks coming in. We still don't have a quarterback for the class of 2022. Yeah, and that's kind of – you're hearing, and I, I'm i the one that doesn't like to talk about recruiting that much, but I am aware that they were kind of looking at that MJ Morris at first. Yep. And now but then he's fallen off. 
Well, they pulled his offer, is yeah. what I've heard behind the scenes, and they are focusing on two guys. Who are they? So, yeah, the two guys are Richard Torres and A.J. Bianco. So I think Torres will be on campus this week, and then yeah. Bianco, I think, is their second option. Yeah, I think Torres is probably their number one yeah. target that they want the most. He's like 6'6", six, six, yeah. 210-ish. He's got great size. That's just what I've read. So. Yeah, he's he's there. <laughs> I haven't seen him play. I haven't seen any of his highlights. But he, they're they're uh, they liked him more than MJ Morris, obviously, though, because MJ Morris was pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered. And they must like the, this. Might be the new thing of tall quarterbacks. Harburg. Yeah. Now we got you know Torres, who's six six. Maybe it's that Herbert style. You know, quarterbacks now bigger, taller. Yeah. Can hopefully maybe just naturally have stronger arms. I don't know. But yeah. anyways, so yeah, so. You know, recruits can get on campus. We can start, our coaches can start, you know, going to people's houses again. Making and their pitches. Yes, and selling. So I think we will start getting recruits. By the end of June, it wouldn't surprise me if we're in double digits in recruits. I think I think commits yeah. will be up into double digits. So well, kind of, People are kind of freaking out right now. They're like, oh, we don't have our quarterback. We've only got two, I think, commitments so far. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? But as soon as you get guys on campus, and, like, <laughs> I feel like, they're going to start – well, not start. They've probably been doing this for a while. But they're going to do the eight-mile method where a recruit comes and, like, our coaches are, hey, you thought this was all cornfields. Like, you talk – you kind of talk shit about yourself. And then they – So no one else can talk shit on you. Like, you, you recognize your faults and you bring it to the table. You've heard that this is all cornfields, just like Eminem did at Eight Mile. Yeah, I was raising a trailer park. So, so his opponent doesn't have any ammo to use does, against him. Does so. uh, Verdusco bring his mom's spaghetti or what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize that. Is it good or? <laughs> you know, Eminem's mom's spaghetti. Oh, God. <laughs> I, <hate> you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. So, anyways, Just thank God the dead period has ended. Fifteen fucking months of no recruiting. Virtual visits. <laughs> right. You want to know why freaking the transfer portal is running wild? Yeah, because they never got to see the campus they were going to go play at. You it know, didn't like, help. It didn't help. Right. But at the end of the day, you know, get on board. You know? Get on board, baby. Let's do it. We we need you guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you, it's, a, it's in my opinion that the University of Nebraska football team should try to get the best players they can. Wow. Hot take city, baby. Wow. Population one. <laughs> just, just try to get the players that will help you win games. Yeah. All right. You're really out on a limb there. That good players like help you win games and stuff. Yeah. Hey, I'm just saying, I don't think we've really done it. So that's just what I want. That's what I want them to do is find the best players they can. So speaking on the transfer portal really okay. quick, you know, we still have those two open spots. We do. And, you know, you think that the staff's going to have to make a move soon. They're, it looked like they were going to go after that uh, that Tulsa cornerback, but I think he has... Yeah, they've been looking for defensive backs in the portal. Yeah, so it, it apparently our Quentin Newsome and whatever, they, they obviously aren't what they envision being CB number two. Well, and it's not... Maybe it's not that so much as just... Get the best available guy. That yeah, because there has been so much attrition there, where as soon as you go past, we'll we'll just say as soon as you go past number one, yeah, 
there's a lot of question marks. Yeah, and I think if you lock up a sure guy, uh, one guy I think would that would be really a great addition would be like Tyreek Johnson out of Ohio State. You know, like a five-star corner, he's you know, played some games yeah. for Ohio State. That would be a great pickup. That's on Mike's wish list, but, you know, that's, yeah. you know. I don't know. Have you heard if they're targeting him at all? Or? Uh, as far as I've read, they are they're reaching out, but he hasn't dropped like a top five or anything like that. I know that we didn't make that Tulsa guy's top three or whatever, so uh, he is off of the radar now, and we are moving hopefully towards maybe like a Tyreek Johnson. That'd be sweet. You got to rem- remember that like the high profile transfers don't want to go to like downgrade of schools. Like, yeah, you know, these kids are gonna go somewhere to win. Well, I wouldn't say and, that though. They're also gonna go to a place that they can start right away. And but, I, yeah. are you saying Nebraska's a downgrade from Ohio State? Because obviously they are. I, I think that Tyreek Johnson, I don't know. I think Nebraska would be a good situation for him, but I think there's going to be 100 schools calling him. So. Well, and the thing, you know, Eric, about your point about transfers not wanting to go to a lesser school, I don't think Nebraska would necessarily be considered that. I mean, they're still they're in the same conference. They're in the Big Ten, major Power Five conference that – Gives a shit about football. Yep. I don't know if you watch the NFL draft, but you got guys getting drafted from community college. Yep. Like if if you're good, you'll be found. You'll be found. They're gonna find yep. you. Hundred percent. So. Well, and he's he's not like a no name. Like he was a five star. There's like a handful of five stars that are even in a recruiting class, and he was one of them. So. Yep. The fact that if he even came here, we've never even had a five star on campus <laughs> since like Marlon Lucky or Baker Steincooler. So. Yeah. And although we didn't recruit him, you know, he didn't sign with us at a high school. A five star is, a, is still a five star. Like he there's was, a reason. There's a reason. They're different athletes. They just are. They They're are. on a different plane. Yeah. And for the people who say starters don't matter, I'm sorry. Like, they do. Like, of Go. course, of course, you have your anecdote, like, your one or two guys that are success stories that weren't five stars. but Or four stars. You know, like, four and yeah. five stars, though. Like, yeah, they, they you matter. Your, you have your outliers. Yes. Your outlier two stars that do just fine, but they're outliers. Yeah. For a reason. Someone call Nick Saban and say that stars don't matter and see what <laughs> he says to you. Because I think he'll just show you his rings and say, <laughs> yeah, and there's a reason that I have a top five recruiting class every year. So, and then you can throw out the outlier. Oh, Texas does too. And look what they're doing. Okay. Well, like, I don't Amir, know. Amir Abdullah was a three star. I, yeah, two or three. Yeah. Like you see what he did. Well, yeah. Again, outlier, not the normal. Uh, Saban would probably actually agree and go on a three-minute rant about how corrupt everything in sports is these days. Well, it's corrupt because he owns a freaking <laughs> Mercedes dealership and just gives him cars. But anyways, maybe once he retires, he'll write a tell-all or something. He's not gonna do that now. No, he's he's swimming in it right now, baby. He's doing just fine. But All maybe right. in a couple years after he retires. All right, so we're going to do something that we don't usually do on No Block. What's that? We're going to talk a little Nebraska baseball. We have to. We have to because, one, they're fucking good. Pretty good. And, two, they just got placed in a regional against the number one team in the country. The number one overall team, the fighting Van Horns. Yeah, our former coach. So the storylines just keep going. I mean, like, they haven't lost a series all year. I, yeah. <laughs> That's insane. It's pretty insane in the SEC where it's like, okay, fine, SEC homer. No. But they haven't lost a series in a conference that includes Florida, Vanderbilt, top three seed Tennessee, O-School, South Carolina, 
LSU, Alabama. I could go on. But well, and they, there was like five schools that are hosting a regional in the SEC. Yeah. Like, that's insane. And no Big Ten schools got to host a regional. Well, I mean, well, that's... None of them also put in a bid to host, except Nebraska. But, yeah. Well, I mean, and we did win the conference outright, but... Yes, but then, okay, so we can kind of get into, do you think the committee screwed Nebraska? Did the Big Ten do this to themselves? Who do we, because look, as soon, it's it's 11 a.m., I'm watching the selection show, Nebraska is literally the first name called, other than the all the top 16 Fayetteville Regional, and I'm sitting there like, son of a bitch. Most of the season, they were projected to go to the to that regional. Yeah, they, like, they were for most of the year. Yeah, but then once they started winning and going on their run, and they won the Big Ten, we kind of assumed that they would be upgraded. Well, upgraded, but going to an quote unquote easier regional in the Pacific Northwest somewhere. Yeah. Was not the case. Nebraska's going to Fayetteville. So is this the committee being incompetent or is this the Big Ten being incompetent? I th- I think it can be both. Um, firstly, the committee didn't really have any good answers. In the first interview, the chair was asked, so uh, why'd you throw in Alabama? And he's like, uh, well, uh, their strength to schedule was good. And I then, saw that, and it was and pain. that was it. And it's like, oh, man. So, I don't have an issue going to Arkansas. I'm just... I mean, I have an issue with it being the fact that they tore through the conference. They bashed everyone to death, aside from Rutgers, which was a weird series. Yeah. And they somehow got a worse draw than the other two league schools, who Nebraska beat, to... Yeah. That's the only issue I have, like... Why did the league champ get a harder draw than the other two? So, I'm in the same court as you, Eric. I, I'm not mad about the draw. And to answer your question, Jared, is it the NCAA? Is it the Big Ten? I mean, I think it's a little column A, a little column B. I think, as far as the NCAA goes, they're setting up storylines. You know, Van Horn versus, you know, his former player right. and Will Bolt. Um, I'm sure that played some. It played part of it, I think. Another part of it is, hey, you know, we didn't play a non-conference schedule. And these schools did. They they traveled and played other schools, which falls back on our best friend, Kevin Warren. If if Kevin Warren and the chancellors of the Big Ten would have sacked up like the rest of the conferences and Power Five, and this goes back to football, volleyball, all the sports during the pandemic, if we would have just followed suit with everybody else and tried not to be our own thing, this wouldn't happen. Nebraska would be hosting a regional in Lincoln next week. More than likely. More than likely. It would be jam-packed, sold out. I mean, there would be tailgating. There, it would be like a, a, like a, literally like a football game. But instead, because decisions were made by Kevin Warren and the chancellors of the Big Ten, they essentially stripped these student-athletes out of that opportunity. And that's numerous opportunities throughout all the sports. We're not just talking baseball, but... So it, it falls back on the Big Ten, but I think the NCAA did have a little bit to do with it. I think it was they don't believe in the Big Ten at all. They they think that we're not a good conference in baseball, which yeah, they're I not th- wrong. I think they view the the Big Ten conference in baseball as like group of five instead of power five. I, I totally agree. I really just think that. Well, and it's funny because throughout the season, 
we'd have a better record than Michigan. We beat Michigan, and they would still be ranked higher than us. And then, of course, when it comes down to seeding the regionals, Michigan got a better draw than Nebraska. Not saying they didn't get a better, they didn't get a better seed than us, but they got a better draw than Nebraska. So I think it's it's the NCAA giving Kevin Warren the middle finger in a way, saying, hey, you know, like we don't view your conference as one of the, the five power conferences. Yeah. And you know what? But at the end of the day, go win. Just fucking win. Well, and I just want to kind of go back to the Big Ten. Like, when Nebraska made the move to the Big Ten. Yep. Fuck Texas. We, <laughs> we didn't expect the Big Ten conference in baseball to be an elite conference. No. We, we, kn- we knew that we were stepping down from Big 12 level respect and competition. Yeah. And so... The, the conference does not prioritize baseball at all. And it's kind of, it is sad because when we went to the Big Ten, we kind of had this perception that, you know, they were this stable conference that knew what they were doing, right? Like, they didn't, they didn't really pick favorites. They have big name, big name schools. They have prestige, right? Yep. They have stability. And then they're making these decisions... And I'm not going to just, just blame Kevin Warren. I think he's a big part, obviously. But when it comes to baseball specifically, nobody invests in it, man. Like, nope. Every baseball facility is shit. There's probably two coaches that you can name. Yeah. You can name Bolt. You can name Backage. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, there's really no big-name coaches. So, you know, the, the conference tries to get out ahead of everyone – we're not going to play any non-con games. I think other conferences are going to follow suit. Not? No. And then they didn't change it. They showed no flexibility. The leadership of the Big Ten, when it comes to baseball, is just... It has me worried, quite frankly. It's got me worried about Bolt. I think if he's he sees what's going on and he goes, the conference doesn't give a shit about baseball. Right. I'm pouring my heart and soul into this. This team is good, and this is what happens. My team, I don't want to say gets screwed because then that implies a conspiracy. But I'm, I'm just afraid that Bolt's going to see another opportunity where he's going to bolt. He's going to bolt. Yeah. And it's sad because, damn it, <laughs> we have a damn good coach. I, I don't know, though. I, I think Bolt... I hope I'm wrong, of course. I think Bolt is going to try to make Nebraska great again at baseball. Like they're he's going he's rebuilding that brand but that we nobody, had under Van Horn. But if nobody else in the conference is gonna invest in their baseball and we just win the conference every year. That's okay I, though. That's fine. That's okay, but, but that makes I still I think that still makes you a national brand. If if you are continuously winning conference championships yes. in the Big Ten and if you can win regionals every, you know, if you can get into a super every year, but we, but we haven't, we haven't done, that done that. I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm just saying, if you can go into and prove it on a big stage, and and hopefully once we start playing non cons again next year and stuff like that, I think some of the prestige will come back. But yeah. I think right now we're just viewed as, like you said, like a group of five school because we're only beating up on our own competition. We're not, we're not challenging ourselves trying to play in Arkansas or Tennessee. And so I think this will be our first opportunity to show what Big Ten baseball is all about. Well, shit, if they can 
beat the fight in Van Horns, of course. So that would that would done skyrocket the whole Big Ten. You know, Bolt would become a household name. Like yeah, beating his beating his uh, mentor. You know. it's a shame the Big Ten is still like not so thought of as good because you guys know me, the viewers know me. I don't stick up for the Big Ten at all, and I think conference cheering or whatever it is is stupid. But I agree, yeah. The Big Ten in baseball, like, it's gotten a lot better. Like I think that the reason it's seen as not like in elite upper tier conference is because a there aren't any elite teams, but there are a lot of like elite. Good ones. Well, like yeah, Michigan, Michigan showed, showed it. Yeah, I mean, they were in the freaking College World Series. In, yeah. in the last, let's go since Indiana got there. Yeah. Let's go since 20, 2013 with Schwarber. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've put two teams in the CWS, and they've had consistently like four to five teams in regionals every year, which is, that's good for a conference. Yeah. That's great. Uh, they've had, Schwarber went top five. Max Meyer from Minnesota went top three last year. And this year, they're going to have Schwellenbach possibly in the first round. Like It's a good league. I agree that the Big Ten has gotten much more improved ever since that 2013 mark, okay? But I still think that the perception is still that we are the basement conference. I mean, I, th- I just think it didn't help that we didn't play any non-con games and the committee who's probably comprised of SEC, six, <laughs> SEC guys, 60-year-old men who yeah. just looked at RPI mm-hmm. and they didn't look at anything else. So it's like, what's the point of a freaking committee? And then you can just get yokels down the street and look at the RPI and go, oh, okay, these are the top teams right here. And, and if they looked at RPI... Michigan's is in the 80s, so why are they even in? Oh, wait, because yeah. they were the last one on or up. Still, that shouldn't make a difference. Right, and that committee guy that was on TV, the strength of schedule argument. That was painful. It's <laughs> Look, was... I know there's a lot of teams that he probably needs to remember, but the thing that just pissed me off most was that whole strength of schedule argument. Yeah. So you don't even need to win those games. You just have to schedule them. As long as they're on the paper, and you could you could lose by ten, but hey, you played them. Well, okay. like another team that got the benefit of the doubt too, like North Carolina, two games above five hundred, and they made a fucking regional. They got that name recognition. Name recognition. ACC. Well, they've they've been to Omaha many times. Yeah. And well, they finished above five hundred in conference play. Woo! So, well, and. There was a team, I don't know if it was Alabama, but it was someone who finished five games below in their conference. And it was probably the SEC, where every team's freaking good. But if you're in the SEC and you're not good, you shouldn't make it. Yeah. The strength of schedule is not enough. Just because was, you schedule tough teams. It was Alabama. They went like 12-17 and 17 in, in their conference. But since they beat South Carolina and Tennessee in the SEC tournament, they deserved a spot, I guess. Well, and I think you're you're seeing why college baseball is like such a niche sport. Yep. It's not widespread popularity. It is a southern west coast thing yep. strictly. And I mean they're they're kind of digging their own grave. They are. They're, they're not looking at other teams around the country and really giving them a chance to make themselves known or to compete with the the big boys of the SEC and the 
WCC and the Pac-12. It's like, you guys are kind of just digging your own grave. Like, you can make this sport so much more popular. You can get so many more people engaged rather than the select few. That's just, it's kind of, it's just frustrating. The best Nebraska team since 05 who made it to the CWS. And the players said all the right things. Yeah, as they should. <laughs> Did you see their reaction shot, though, when they said their name? They're like, Like, every other fuck. school's, like, in a pool, shirts off, freaking splashing, going nuts, giving each other freaking wedgies and shit. And we're just sitting there on the by the tables going, Sweet. Cool. We get to play Great. the number one team in the country. <laughs> Who is number one, in my opinion, by a long way. Well, and I think Bolt's up for it, though. I, I think the only thing that worries me is that they're going to stay true to their pitching rotation, which you're going to play, you're going to pitch your two aces against Northeastern, which hopefully we can, you know, pull those out. Well, I, I agree with pitching Povich first, because if you ch- if you change it up, you're going to have guys out of their normal rest routine. Yes. And look, you got to win that first game. You can't be overlooking anyone. Yeah, hundred percent. Like we're, we're talking about how much oh, the Big Ten screwed us and the SCA screwed us. Well, if we don't win a game, then you have to beat Northeastern. You have to. Yeah, you have to beat Northeastern. Uh, I mean, we got Povich game one, uh, Roach uh, game two, Perry, and then Shannon. So, so I mean, I agree. Just you got to win. Just win. Treat it as normal. Um, you know, of course, we haven't done any scouting on Northeastern. We don't need to. But again, you can't overlook anyone. You, yeah, I mean, they made it regional just like we did. So, All I know is that their Friday guy who who, who we're going to be facing has like a 1-6 ERA. That's yeah. all I know. So, so. have your bats ready. because <laughs> uh, any, any Friday starter that you face in a regional, is, it's going to be solid. They're going to be solid. Fair enough. Wait till you but face is, Arkansas. I'm mean, just throwing it out there. God. But yeah, Arkansas is uh, like like midweek guy is probably a Friday starter. So yeah, <laughs> on their relief pitcher cops, I don't know if you've been watching him, but mm-hmm. he's got like a point seven. He are like it's just god damn it, it's so just All right. tough. Well, I think the listeners listen to us ramble about baseball enough, and they really want to know who won this freaking no block no rock hat. They want to know. They they want to know. So what do you think? Should should we do? Should we just jump into this? Yeah, let's let's just cut to. The video we made drawing the drawing the names. Okay. All right. So uh, we did a drawing for a no block no rock hat. Yes, sir. We got a Nebraska helmet full of names. All the names. All the names. Put him back in. Come on, man. Uh, let's let's just do the drawing. Don't you so look. The first winner is from Twitter. Yeah. At. Starcastic Ace. Starcastic. There we go. Okay. Well, Starcastic. Congratulations, Stark. Yeah, good job, Stark. Let's go. You get a sweet hat. <laughs> Make sure you wear it when we tweet you and tag you, and then you'll have to send me your address and stuff, and I'll, uh, I'll send in the mail. All right, our last winner. We're going to do two this time. We'll do more giveaways. Um, the last winner of a No Block, No Rock hat is... We got. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's gonna be, he's gonna be appreciative. Really? Of course it is. I don't know how. Are he you wants. sure you didn't put in like ten of those just to make sure? <laughs> he did get like four of them in there because he was on Twitter, or Twitter and Instagram. 
Carolina Huskers. <laughs> Carolina, let's go, man. There you go, man. So all the way from Omaha to Carolina, you're getting yourself a no block, no rock hat. Even if you didn't win, we we appreciate all the retweets. And yeah, all the absolutely. Likes. This know. is not going to be the last. No, no, we're going to do some. Uh, we're going to do some more giveaways. We're getting some koozies. We're going to do some more hats. We'll do maybe shirts. You know, we got to start making some money though. We don't really have any like our sponsors' hobbies. They don't pay, pay us enough to do all the merch stuff, but no. we're trying to trying to have some fun with you guys. So, uh, congratulations to Starcastic Eight and Carolina Husker. All right, we'll be ready. GBR, baby. To wrap up, we just want to say good luck to the Nebraska baseball team. They're going to be playing Northeastern this Friday at 7 p.m. on ESPN3. So if you, if you can't watch it, you know, try to listen to it. Listen to Greg Sharp call the game. Yeah. But we just want to wish them luck, and um, let's just call it good. Yeah, right? and that's Friday, June 4th. Just, just Friday, case, June 4th. Yeah, in case you listen to it after. This episode after June 4th. If you're listening to it on Friday, uh, you better just pop on your TV. <laughs> DVR that. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, you guys know the spiel. You can find us anywhere. Spotify, Google, Apple, iHeartRadio. Go to those podcast sites. If you can, give us a five-star rating. Subscribe. Go to our Twitter, at NBNR Podcast. And retweet our stuff, like our stuff, so you can get some more giveaways. Yeah, we're going to keep doing more giveaways. We're going to keep getting more guests, more former players, maybe some coaches, maybe just other people that like Nebraska football. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us. Maybe we can include you in some way, shape, or form. Just keep interacting with NBNR, and we will keep doing things the way we like to do it. So. Yeah. All right, this is one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. And I'm Eric. All right. And as always, GBR. GBR.